Microphone check, check, one, two, microphone check. Testing, testing. Hey, we have a microphone. Hello guys, out there. Can you hear us? Do you guys hear us? Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Welcome to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Thank you, folks. We had a little bit of difficulty. Our audio mixer software decided right now to have a, an issue. I have no idea what was wrong, but uh, we're working now. Yay. So thank you all for joining us. <laughs> yeah, Leo had a TIA. Just <laughs> uh, of course. So um, I guess how we're—I don't know how how to break this down. Do you want to do it in quadrants? Do you want to do it? Well, we'll start out with the the brackets itself. Uh, of course, this is our take on uh, the NCAA March Madness. Uh, so this is our March Sadness. Um, we basically took 32 episodes of Cooking with Jack, and we broke it down into four divisions. You want to talk about our divisions? Yep, we got soups, stews, and chili, sandwiches, main dishes, and desserts. I mean, you could have really broken this down any number of ways, and uh, I mean, there's there's gadget review videos, there's... I don't, you could just do a whole chili bracket. He has about, I don't know, 20 chilies or something like that. Um, so, and we could have gone 64, like really gone the full uh, route, but it was just too much. It, and this was even too much. It was overwhelming because I had to go back and watch some of the videos, which really triggered me <laughs> this morning. So. Well, of the 30, let's go uh, to division one. Of the soup, stews, and chilies. 
of the eight videos in that division, which one triggered you most of the rewatch? Um, probably... Well, probably the garbage stew. <laughs> I, I was... I, I can't watch that without wanting to puke. Ironically, that's mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, I don't want to spoil anything here, but... When I rewatched that video, it became a much stronger contender than I remember it being. Yeah. Just because you forget how you forget how awful the meat looked. Like you'd remember in your head, like uh, you remember in your head, like oh yeah, he found that meat. He literally found it. Yeah, like, both, in his both of them. Both of them are found meat. The church chili and the garbage stew were found meat. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, we have meat. Um, let's do something with it. Oh, yeah, put it in a, a stew or a, a chili. Sure. <laughs> uh, Jake makes the point in our in our chat, because we have audience. Uh, Jake makes the point that he did feed the church chili to innocent non-combatants. Yeah. yeah. The garbage stew was only to share to his family. And what, what's interesting about that episode is how triggered he gets at the end when his chili is not picked. And the, the, the method of the... the how they picked the winner like it was impartial it was just everybody could pick yeah and he's like well that's not fair there should be dedicated like whatever like it's just it's an innocent church chili cook-off like it's his desperate (laughs) man-child need for attention yeah that you know pick me mommy wife pick me it's it's like literally it might as well be called the pick me i'm baby jack channel yeah. Because it's all about his desperate, cloying need for I, attention. I just don't understand, like, what kind of judges Jack was looking for at a church chili cook-off. Um, is Gordon Ramsay just going to happen to walk by? Like, is, did he expect, like, restaurant chefs to be there? Like, what? I don't, I don't know what the thought process is um, for that one. Um, but, yeah, that one... It, this one was so close because the church chili is so is triggering but for different reasons because mm-hmm. of the behavior of him in this video yeah um i but, think if you're i think if you're handicapping this one like if you're handicapping this one like a horse race garbage stew for quality or lack thereof of ingredients i think garbage stew from an interior perspective, from an ingredients perspective, and like, just from a, you know this is gonna hurt somebody, you know this is probably gonna cause somebody food poisoning, right. garbage stew, but from uh, oh my god, why would you why would you let the public in on this, like a weapon of mass destruction from an outs- from a looking out perspective, like, this is what you want to be known for, you want to be known for you as a food preparer and sticking it on the church chili sticking it on your church group plus the there were kids there too it was jack's like football team yeah. or well something. no one's a bigger child than jack is, so you can't use that excuse you can't <laughs> you can't blame the young and innocently minded because jack wins infantile minded anyway you could have a three-year-old jack will beat the three-year-old in terms of tantrum oh in absolutely terms of attitude in terms of selfishness yes jack will beat any toddler hands down so i took some notes on this okay so the the church chili was when he was in Tennessee. Um, The Garbage Stew also in Tennessee. The Garbage Stew episode was actually sponsored, allegedly sponsored. Folks, you can't see this, but she literally has a legal pad here. Like a yellow (laughs) legal pad. Just filled out with notes. I mean, literally, not only is every line of the lined legal note pad, and it's a legal-sized pad, filled out with notes, but she has notes crammed into the margins. 
Not unlike, you know when they find Kevin Spacey's apartment in the movie Seven, when Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt go into the apartment and they find all of his notebooks, <laughs> his black marble copy books? Um, so, so the church, yeah. She has all those kinds of notes scribbled so, out. So that was She sponsored. must have done this for hours last night while I was thinking. <laughs> um, the church chili um, w- was also triggering because he put corn in the chili. Now, people have strong feelings one way or the other, I think, when it comes to corn and chili. So I'll, I'll let that up to you guys. Um, he did use an IPA in it. Um, he did use sweet Italian sausage, smoked brisket, which was a year old. Um, frozen, um, which he smoked for 12 hours, and he it was um, with coffee, a coffee rub on it, kind of like what he just did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the whining obviously. They this was made in a crock pot. Um, the garbage stew also was made in a crock pot, totally different ingredients. And I'm trying not to like dry heave here, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sweet potatoes, celery, beer, same IPA. These must have been made maybe around the same time. Um, salsa, jalapenos, roasted red peppers, lime, bacon, <laughs> smoked turkey, smoked sirloin, hot dogs, which I think triggers me the most, Cajun seasoning, corn again, French green beans. Oh my god. Green chilies. Yeah, for, for those of our audience out there, I mean, for those of you guys who've joined in and, and tuned us live for this, thank you so much. <laughs> it's wonderful to have live feedback for this because usually we do this in a bedroom, sitting on a bed, watching a big TV. Um, th- thank you for joining us for this. Um, but it's really, really interesting. Um, so, a little bonus that uh, you guys have is finding out what triggers pink chicken the most. So, the next cooking with jack video you watch if you see him do anything with corn or you see him do anything with hot dogs you will know how disgusted pink chicken is <laughs> in real time you're like oh no oh that better not be a, a can of corn that poor girl she's gonna heave it's just oh absolutely nasty so i i picked for me i picked the garbage stew i don't know what you picked but okay that was where i was going with this uh, I, I picked garbage stew as well. Okay. Uh, looks like our audience is going for uh, for uh, church chili. Yeah, church. Uh, guys, yell out in the chat what you picked for your brackets. <laughs> if you have your brackets, by the way, thank you. I didn't have a chance to check the server to see how many of our downloads of the PDF we got, but I know it's not. I know it wasn't zero because I saw the stats a couple days ago, and it was a couple. So. Hey, no live chat. Two weeks in a row, no live chat. So, you so we're what? welcoming the boys' club today. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, that's. Yeah, if we do this on a regular basis, I think we're going to call this the Boys Club. <laughs> that will be, be Pink Chicken and the La- Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man's Boys, Boys Club. Club. Yeah, <laughs> we should get T-shirts. Oh wait, there already are some. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but we'll get T-shirts that make it look like we're not in a local chapter of NAMBLA. <laughs> don't go- don't Google that. If you don't know what that is. Just don't, don't, don't Google that. No, That'll don't don't do that. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Um, so the next ma- matchup is uh, the, f- I called it the Fa Royale. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so this one, we have the, well, they're both, they're both. Um... This one, I thought the Fa matchup was pretty interesting because they were both, like the first two were egregious, like Church Chili up against Garbage Stew. That's like the headline event at the UFC going right like that's the title match right off the bat we opened with a we opened with a title card right there 
Fa versus Fa. This is like a battle for the mediocre. And yeah. welcome, Muhammad Al Sayed. Thank you for joining our chat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're they're both rare. They're both um, like he's putting rare beef into a, a vessel, basically well, as a as a soup. Raw beef, I should the say. The whole purpose of Fa is you get. Uh, any type of meat, and you drop it into boiling broth. So no matter what happens, you should. It's like a safety. It's like it's like a safety measure. Like the soup should be hot and rolling boil. So whatever you add to it should immediately cook. Which is Jack kind of takes as a challenge. Like, oh, you think it's going to be safe? Watch this. I know I could get some pink meat out of this. Something somehow. about his kitchen and his orbit just makes meat not cook correctly whether it's too burned or too raw like i don't know what it is but it's planet undercooked it's, yeah. it's a whole yeah it's a sci-fi thing so the the interesting thing is there's actually three faws i didn't pick the middle one which was um the lazy man's faw which would actually the jam faw if they were the brady sister would that be the jam faw yeah the jam um faw. the jam faw that one actually didn't come out terrible but i mean Vulcan. that's as, as, um... Spock, you must pass the jam fall. Is that when Vulcan's been horny? I guess. I don't know. I love that the sci-fi references <laughs> just bounce off of me. Um, but the, the middle one was the least egregious of the bunch. Um, so, fall number one was done in California, because that was the green kitchen. And that was done on the stovetop. And I think what I picked, I mean, he, he obviously had raw beef, um, in both of them. But, um... First of all, the the anise, an, anise, 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 whatever it is, um, he uses the seed versus the star. It's anise versus a nephew. Yes. The jokes only get worse from here, folks. The yep. Only get worse. Yep. So he uses the wrong kind of uh, seasonings. The second one, which we picked, or the third one, I'm sorry, the second one was the lazy man. The third one we picked was the ninja foodie fa, obviously made in the ninja foodie. Um, this was just weird because he couldn't fit all of the ingredients in the first time. He was trying to use that silicone basket thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we wanted to do that one. We didn't get around to doing it because of reasons. But, um, <laughs> what was really gross about this one for me was... Oh, we are both busy and lazy. Yes. That's it, yes. Um, he's, he's still not pronouncing Annis right, um... So that hasn't changed. Well, we've given up hope at that at this point. <laughs> he has an unrelated product review in this video, which doesn't really bother me, but it's it's just, it doesn't belong there. It should have been a separate video or something. The basket failure. And then I guess he did this over two days because he put the broth in the fridge and then a fat layer. Oh, yeah. Was at the top of it. And then he had Tammy break it like it was oh, yeah, that beef. Christmas crack. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, beef tallow is amazing, and that's what they make candles out of. Like, yeah. Beef tallow is amazing. Yeah. I wanted a beef tallow candle. Delighted in the house, smells like a steakhouse. Memory Town in Pennsylvania. Ooh, lovely. So, um, and he, the other thing that really upsets me is that he calls sriracha red rooster sauce. Like, does anyone really call sriracha red rooster sauce? Is that no. just because he doesn't, he, he sees the rooster on the thing and he just assumes that's what... Well, see, that's indicative <laughs> of having no friends. Because I remember being an undergraduate at college, and somebody, someone in my group of friends, we were out shopping at like 3 a.m. after a bar thing, but drinking, and uh, <laughs> somebody bought it and called it Red Rooster Sauce and brought it back to the place where we were drinking. So we were buying food, and you know, we were basically binge drinking the whole weekend. This was like a Saturday night into Sunday morning. 
And uh, so we were basically buying it to make like scrambled eggs and put the sriracha sauce on the scrambled eggs. And we were you know, having breakfast with eggs and you know, carrying on the binge. And um, somebody was like, oh, I got the red rooster sauce. And somebody immediately corrected him and said, hey, idiot, that's sriracha. So normally, you, you know, even if you have no cultural uh, inclinations, if you, if you don't know what's called sriracha sauce, somebody in your party or group of friends will correct you and be like, oh, that's, that's actually called sriracha sauce. Jack obviously has no friends. Or he's just hanging out with a bunch of Tennessee rednecks that don't know any better. Yeah. Either way. Um, so I went with, uh, I mean, it's a toss up. The, the, tal- the beef tallow cracking on camera really triggered me, but I think Fa number one is more of a cultural um, crime against humanity. But I mean, I, the, I could be swayed either way. <laughs> but which one had the beef tallow? Was that the first one? No, the Ninja Foodie. Okay, I'm gonna go with beef tallow. Okay. Um, Mostly for liberty, because Ben Franklin was a candle maker, so the whole. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next one was more recent soups. Uh, they were rip-off recipes. Yes. With that terrible um, new graphic that he has with the fire alarm or whatever it is um we have olive garden zupa toscana which was not soup at all and he can't pronounce and he can't pronounce and we had the panera crema tomato soup these were done like right almost at the onset of the pandemic or close to it yes i think zupa toscana happened over the summer and i think the panera (laughs) uh tomato soup was closer to to like the beginning of it because we were, we were commenting like, hey, stop sending Tammy out for... Oh, yeah, that was both of these. He yeah. sent Tammy out for both of those. So he could do a side-by-side comparison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, in the middle of a pandemic, you're sending her out to get food. Like, And it was very early on in the pandemic before anybody had any idea of the virulence or the uh, infectability or the infectiousness of the disease like when when everybody was really like in the dark when governors were shutting down their states and everybody's just like hunker down guys we don't know if this is going to go airborne you know it was it was very much like stephen king's the stand or the walking dead because this was like third or fourth week of march maybe first week of april at the latest and there's jack going hey tammy why don't you go out and get us some croutons yeah and he did that and, and not just with these ones too like he did um he did that with uh because jack jr was working at where, where was he working chipotle yes yeah. So it, oh, yeah, he made salsa. Yeah, he made salsa. He made queso. And he made to go out for chips. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was not something he, and, and let's, Welcome let's, to Camarel 15. Thank you for joining the chat. Um, let's be real here. And the podcast. Neither, um, Tammy or Jack are, they're, they're not healthy. I mean, the, physically, yes, they, they, they're not. Our award for <laughs> understatement of the year goes to Pink Chicken. Pink <laughs> Chicken. So and they're 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 older. I don't know what their ages are without like you know some research. But it's a tie. No. But they're both morbidly obese. I think is a fair statement. Like oh, yeah. they should not be going out in public, especially unmasked. Which Jack has magic table. Jack and Tammy are the definition about. of comorbidities. <laughs> they, they are the definition of comorbidities because with the high obesity comes hypertension, diabetes, kidney issues, liver issues, (laughs) circulatory issues, joint issues, weird things like uh, autoimmune stuff kicks in. If your, if your nutrition levels are, you know, if your, if your, if your, um, 
if your nutrition levels go off enough, it will start triggering autoimmune stuff because your body doesn't get the things it needs. Like yeah. Your trace elements go off. So you know they're in that. You're, they're in that category. So squarely. neither of them really should be going out in the pandemic, especially maskless. Especially for croutons. And... For for fucking croutons, you're gonna Shit. die over a fucking Panera bread crouton. Come on. Anyway, so... I can see if Jack, I can see if Jack <laughs> is like, you have to take me because this is my YouTube show and I need to see these tens are just like, you go out. Like, like, here, sweetie, here's the here's the barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. Go out into the zombie horde. I need snacks. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, I stand by my decision that Olive Garden Zupa Toscana is definitely the most triggering of these two. This bracket was tight for me, but, you know, I had to go with that little voice inside my head that won. Which one most closely resembles vomit? And obviously Zubatis <laughs> because of the cream element. Oh my god, and he, he overstuffed that pan, oh. and it ca- came out like glue. It, it was like wallpaper paste. It was awful. Yes. Um, oh, and- Pesk. Go ahead. O-S-K. Pesk. We're going to call you Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci says uh, <laughs> that he didn't chop the kale at all. I forgot that part of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The rib. Like I, I when I make that soup, um, I cut out that rib because no one wants to chew on that. It's not right. appetizing. Right. So yeah, that's the, that's a good point. The big veiny rib hanging on the bottom of the kale shaft. <laughs> and and he put. Well, we were we were under serious uh, we were under serious consideration as to whether or not he cut the stem off the grape leaves. Oh, oh yeah, we for his we semen, have about semen covered two to three episodes that we've recorded, but we haven't edited yet. So those will be coming out as time allows for editing. As Pink Chicken may or may not be constantly haranguing me, we now have three in the queue, as she says. Yes, and uh, I mean we'll see what happens on Tuesday. I guess is his next release date. Um, we'll see because there's some some stuff he's posted on his social media that looks egregious. As as always. Well, we're all waiting for Death Brisket. <laughs> just it's just it's just hanging out there like a like, like a Grim Reaper like a Grim Reaper Halloween decoration that you shove in the front closet of your house that you see every time you go to put your coat away when it rains. Just like you open the door and there's a hooded skeleton with a Grim Reaper. <laughs> the, the brisket, the Death Brisket, is out there. The the sous vide one. That, oh yeah, yeah, the smoke sous vide one that. Yeah. Yeah, that everybody's been talking about is yeah. gonna kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a death brisket approaching. I don't know. He's got some superior genes because his cooking should have killed him by now, if not his strokes. Yeah, no, it's just taking pieces of him. It's just. <laughs> oh, we have a good point here. What is? When Jack makes a double batch, he always says, "Well, I have people coming over anytime." Yeah, that that I we we were just talking about the the whole double triple batch thing the other day. Oh yeah. Why does he never make a single batch of anything? Like, what what is that? Oh, that's that's the um, that's a common that's a common feature of compulsive overeating disorder. You always uh, it, they're psychological games that people would see eating play. And one of them is, you order food for a bunch of people that aren't there. Hilariously illustrated in the Key and Peele sketch, um, uh, the, the Wendell Holmes sketch, where uh, 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 Jordan Peele is sitting there, and he's like a morbidly obese guy ordering pizza, and he has like a whole bunch of large stuffed animals set up. Okay, guys, how many pizzas are we going to need? Well, we're going to need like four pizzas, and it's just him by himself. And you know he's going to eat all the pizzas, mm-hmm. but he's just ordering them like, okay, two. You think we need three pre- pepperonis? What do you think we need four sausage pies? <laughs> like that's Jack. Jack is making up reasons to overeat. So he's like, well, we have all this food. Well, 
I made food for like 12 people and, um, you know, it'd be a sin to waste the Jesus. Jesus wouldn't want us to waste all this food, so I guess I'm going to have to cram this dozen and a half of corn dogs in my gullet while nobody watches me here at 3 a.m. in the refrigerator. Well, now the kids are moved out of the house, so he can't use that excuse anymore of, uh, hey, oh, uh, you know, this is for uh, Jack Jr. and uh, I don't know what... What is her real name? <laughs> we never call her. We call her Tammy Jr. That's what everybody seems to call her. I think it's like Tabitha or something. <laughs> no, I, I just thought of it. It's Brianna. But you were so close. Just there was kidding. a B in it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I, I mean. And an A. And an A. I guess, um, I guess he can use the excuse that they're going to run food over. But do you really want your father coming over every time that he makes food? Like for every meal? While you're a newlywed and you're just have you, your in-laws are over all the time, like oh my god, I would I would stab somebody. That would just drive me insane. Especially because you know they drop over unannounced. Oh yeah. And they do it on purpose so that when they drop over unannounced, you know she, you know Tammy Junior pulls Jack Junior to the side and says like, why are your parents here again? They said they were only going to come over on Sundays. It's Wednesday. They're here. And you know Tammy hears that, says something to Jack. Then Jack has to go something to Jack Jr. Oh, yeah. These are, this, is, this is all dysfunctional family yeah. stuff. They're just pulling the grenade pins. I, I think they're using uh, Jack Jr. and, and Brianna um, as an excuse to get cookies is what it is. They're their, ex their cookie excuse. Yeah. Uh, we're reading the chat. Hang on. <laughs> so, Jake says, uh, can you imagine being down on your luck? trying to figure stuff out, you know, getting your stuff back together, and here comes Batman to bring you a half-eaten casserole. Oh yeah, because Jack's, Jack's lie is that he, he gives any food on Jack on the go to homeless people. Yeah, Camaro 15 makes basically the same point. If you were a homeless person, and you, you were given a burger that had exactly one bite, which is a Jack bite, taken out of it, so it's half the burger is gone. Yeah. Um, oh, Cameron makes the point about the, the cookies, too. We said that, too. That, <laughs> yeah. that Jack and Tammy are now making excuses to pass by crumble cookies. I guarantee you, within the next week or two, uh, like, almost every Jack on the Go, they are not going to plan the Jack on the Go restaurants they go to, that they're just going to happen to pass by crumble cookie. Or a, because the one, the, the one, the last hey guys, video. there's a new, uh, there's a new barbecue joint over here on the other side of Gaithersburg we go to. And look, we just happened to pass Crumble Cookie, and I wanted to give them one more chance. Even though he already gave them two more chances, because he went to the one in Nashville, and then he went to the one in wherever he lives, whatever the town name Well, is. he gave them like 12 more chances, because don't forget, Crumble Cookie comes four to a pack, so. Well, you have to <laughs> he order. He gives them four chances at a time. Yeah, so you have to order at least two packs, you know, for it to be worth the trip. Absolutely. Okay, you're actually going to order four cookies. I mean, they're going to be gone before you get home. Exactly. They're eating them in the car. And then what are you going to do for cheat day? Which was another thing. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about cheat day. Every day is a cheat day. Absolutely. Every day is a cheat day. And every day is a treat day now that Jonathan has joined the chat. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Welcome All right. So, so t steering, we're steering the ship back to the brackets. But um, so we had the Dollar Tree chili versus the $100 chili. I just picked two random chilies. There's about, like I said, 20 chilies that he's made over the years. They all come out looking the same. Did both of the chilies that you picked in your bracket, not that we're going after your uh, your, your particular foibles here, but did both of these chilies involve corn and chicken? Um, hang on, let me go back to my notes here. <laughs> well, the, I... Spoiler alert, narrator's note, they both involved <laughs> corn 
No, um, the Dollar Tree chili definitely didn't have corn. Really? The $100 chili, which I didn't, I just picked, I figured Dollar Tree versus $100 chili. That's a big range, right? Um, the $100 chili was actually made by his friend John. So this actually came out okay because Jack didn't make it. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're, like, we're, we're kind of, this is kind of like a best of the worst. Like, we're doing, we're doing... What are, what are we doing? So, so, Dollar, so Dollar Tree Chili wins by a nose. Yeah. Uh, Dollar Tree Chili well, wins the, by Well, he used beef patties from Dollar Tree, which are of suspect origin. Um, oh, oh no, no, they're no, they're complete, they're, they're complete bad origin. Like, when you say suspect origin, you would say that there might be a chance they're good. There's no chance those things are good. Um, so there's, and he used frozen vegetable, like a stir fry blend of mm-hmm. frozen vegetables. Like, uh, they had peppers and, I think, onions in it or something like that. Um, beans. uh, (laughs) Jake says hearts and genitals. (laughs) Dollar Tree burgers are what they would refuse to make scrapple out of. (laughs) For those who know that Pennsylvania delicacy. Um, So... You want this in the scrapple pile? No, that's too good for scrapple. (laughs) Throw it in the the Dollar Tree burger pile. Yikes. So he spent $12 total on this, and it, he made this in the Ninja Foodie, the Dollar Tree chili. He made it in the Ninja Foodie. The other one was made on the stovetop, like I said, by his friend John, whoever the hell that is. Um, they did put celery in it, and they did put wine in it. I noted <laughs> I noted that. You, you know the definition, you know, uh, the, the, the generic name for a prostitute's client is John. Yeah. So when you said that right now, I was about to make the joke, but I'm like, ah, just some homeless guy brought home so we could have sex so that Tammy wouldn't have to satisfy him. And you said, oh yeah, John. And I'm like, <laughs> she wrote the joke for me, folks. But, but overall, that chili came out pretty decent. Um... His other guest chef, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, but um, the dollar... This, this is a quote I wrote down. Plant. This is a quote I wrote down from that episode of the Dollar Tree Chili. It's a whole science project. He said that. That came out of his mouth. He used the word science project. He he also got this cheese that wouldn't melt from Dollar Tree. I'm telling you, folks. She took detailed notes. She's <laughs> on like she's on like her third legal pad here with us. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Dollar Tree Chili all the way on this one because I, I didn't realize co- going back and watching some of these episodes that his friend actually made the bad, so that that was my bad. But there's there's many more egregious chilies out there um, to pick from. Yes. I, I should have just picked one of them, but I figured because one was named Dollar Tree and one was named $100. Yeah, yeah. so well, I'm going to go with Dollar Tree on that one. Oh yeah, that's an automatic win. That dollar tree, dollar tree advances to our next bracket. And welcome, Boney. Thank you for joining our live podcast. So uh... we, are, we are done with our division. So of our brackets, uh, let's let, let's review our let's review our uh, soup, stews, and chili division. Mm-hmm. Uh, church chili and garbage stew. I had garbage stew advancing the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fa number one and ninja foodie fo, ninja foodie fa. Uh, I, I advanced ninja foodie fa. Uh, just because of the beef tallow. Oh, okay. Uh, Zuppa Toscana and uh, Panera tomato soup. I advanced Zuppa Toscana because it looked the closest to vomit. And then, like we just said, Dollar Tree Chili and $100 Chili. I advanced Dollar Tree Chili. 
Okay. Uh, just because <laughs> there's always that extra chance of something horrible hiding in the meat. Yeah. So I did. I'm I'm almost with you on this one, except I picked Fa number one because I thought it was just worse. Okay. But the beef callow, I I could be swayed with the beef callow because that was absolutely disgusting and something I didn't need to see. <laughs> well, accidentally creating beef callow of that kind of hardness is kind of like it's an unexpected it's an unexpected win for Jack. Like you don't expect him to. You know, beef callow is one thing that like really hardcore chefs, the really like high level chefs aspire to create. Uh, like Townsend's, remember when Townsend's made pocket soup and things like that? That's something they aspire they to. You're almost on your way to demi gloss. Like, okay, that's, that's a high that's a high level fail for Jack. And that, that's kind of what won me over there. Okay. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go to the sandwiches bracket next, or do do we want to go? Let's just do the sandwiches, and we'll we'll come back to each one. All right, take chicken. Why don't you run down the sandwiches division? Um, all right, so we have the Asian burger, which is a more recent uh, burger, versus the Maxi Mexi burger, which he had friends over for. So that I didn't take notes on these ones, but um, you can't see it, but she's making air quotes around friends. <laughs> friends. Well, the one guy, <laughs> I went back and I watched that. I watched it a week ago. I didn't take any notes, but the one guy was actually his um, lawn guy that he invited inside, and he's like, "Look, I." Have I have friends, look, I have friends. Um, it was weird. Yeah, we have the perfect hot dog versus the fried bologna sandwich, which is similar. The battle of the mystery beats. Yeah, materials, um, if you want to call it that. Slow cooker Philly cheesesteak versus the pulled pork sandwich, which was made in the new wave oven. Um, the egg salad sandwich versus Julia Child's tuna fish sandwich. The new wave oven when Jack was aspiring to be a late night infomercial chef. Yeah, if you know you... how like all TV cooks, like that's the boneyard. Like when you fall down, like you now see Emerald, God forbid, hawking stuff on the late night infomercial. Jack, that was his aspiring. That, that was Jack's Mount Olympus. Like one day... I hope I get to hawk a waffle maker at 4 a.m. on WOR9 at Secaucus <laughs> or on Basic Cable. I hope I get to see 15 people near their death sitting on straight back chairs hey, I in interviewed a tiny TV once. studio. <laughs> hey, WOR9 famous. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was on. If you if you Google um, or I'm sorry, if you go on YouTube and search for the New Wave um, oven with Jack Scalfani, maybe it comes up where he was actually in the infomercial with Montel. I want. I always want to say Montel Jordan. It's not Montel Jordan. Who is it? Montel Williams. Montel Williams. Famous uh, payday lender, Montel Williams. Yes. Yes. So um, uh, on his on his final approach, on his final exeunt from even the Z list of Hollywood stardom. It's like My, Montel. Would you like a parting gift? Sure. What do you want me to do? Uh, we want you to go on this late night infomercial to hawk a. Uh, a cooking gadget, okay. But we don't want you to do it alone, okay. We have this morbidly obese character who's hiding out from a YouTube cooking show. Oh, God. <laughs> Never come back, Montel. Never come back. Yeah, I think it's single-handedly ruined Montel Williams' career. Yeah. It wasn't the payday loans that sent it over the edge. It was the Jack infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so here we go. We're going to get into this here. Jack infomercial. The, the Jack, the cooking with Jack infomercial is literally the door hitting you on the ass as you leave celebrity. <laughs> yeah. So, 
here's where, so the Asian burger versus the Maxi Maxi burger. Um, Jack's friend, air quotes, um, actually helped him make this. Like, they, they use uh, certain chili peppers. I can't, I can't remember without, I didn't take notes on these ones. Um, well, again, like we said, uh, like, and people have agreed in the chat, uh, cooking, that was a Mexi, Maxi Maxi burger was a cooking near Jack. Because yes. someone else did. Yeah. And as we've all agreed, cooking near Jack is the best cooking with Jack. Yeah. So cooking near Jack kind of almost, you, you almost get a pass with that. So the Asian burger was a more recent episode, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, because he went and he did like a series of burger videos. Like, that's when he made that Krabby Patty. I yes. think I should have put the Krabby Patty on here because that was awful. Um, like, like, all the, like all bracket decisions, you have to stick with your bracket. Yeah. So I, I picked the, like I said, the Maxi Maxi burger was with his friends. That was in California. The Asian burger, obviously in Tennessee. And if you see the amount of crap he puts in that burger, he puts in, I think he puts in hoisin sauce. I was just watching it before we came live. Which, um, you know, hoisin sauce is typically used very sparingly. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's very strong. It's like hoisin sauce. No, like, hoisin sauce is one of those sauces that they measure out. The serving size is like two tablespoons. And somehow it still gets like four digits worth of sodium. Oh yeah. So if you put a cup of that in, which I know he did, he put like more than a cup of it in, you're almost in five figures of sodium territory. Right. You might as well eat a salt lick that people put out for their deer. He did use the red rooster sauce again in here. Um, it, it just came out in soy sauce, which obviously is very salty. It just came out like it's too much going on for it to be a true Asian burger for me, so that's the one I picked. But like, uh, like uh, the chat has said here, cooking near Jack kind of, yeah, like it, it came out not bad, but not great. But at least Jack wasn't the one making the yeah. burger, so that's the one I went with there. We could have. There's a million burgers that he's made and, and reviewed and everything. We could have went a million ways with this. And I'm mm -hmm. kind of mad. Maybe I should have picked two more recent burgers because he did a whole series of them. But hindsight is 2020, And we'll have more uh, content for next year. Exactly. <laughs> so if we do this again. Um, so that's what I picked. What did you pick? Uh, I picked the Maxi Maxi Burger. Okay. Um, only because I was thinking about it the wrong way. I was thinking, well, which one would I actually... Yeah, which this, one would, I, which would like, I gain less to eat? This is kind of weird because it's like we're picking... We're, we're not picking, I didn't like, pick up by the most egregious. The, the Asian Burger truly is the most egregious. Yeah. I, might, I might swap that out. Yeah. Because really, of these two, it really didn't matter because sitting in the next bracket, <laughs> you know, you had both the perfect hot dog and the fried bologna sandwich, which I, both, I, of, both I, of those are going to kill these two. This, I, this is basically like no-name college versus no-name college versus... Number one college versus number two college. I don't know sports. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't either. So this is like I just this is like the brackets for yeah, fun. Yeah, this is like number I, yeah this is I like number fifty eight school versus number fifty seven school, and the next tier of the bracket is like number one and number two. So it doesn't matter who wins fifty seven or fifty eight. They're going to get annihilated. Oh yeah. yeah they, why even show up? Like yeah. they're going to get annihilated in the next round. Yeah. That's, that's what happened against hot dog and fried bologna. Well, I picked I picked hot dog because he I had do. yes I did because he used the booger of the, the <laughs> instead of the meat booger like he usually uses mm -hmm. he used the snot remember oh yeah <laughs> he had the yeah the he leftover the, bacon yes, grease the, the, yeah, the, the found, found grease can, yeah the found <laughs> can of bacon grease <laughs> yep ooh that's a good point yeah see I had see I, 
at the end of it, though, hot dogs have that, like, outer casing shield. So I was like, well, you can't really, unless you penetrate the armor of the hot dog. Because, you know, you can, you know hot, dogs, hot dogs kind of go by the, hot dogs kind of go outside of the five-second rule. Hot dogs, for me, are like a five-day rule. Like, if you drop a hot dog and it rolls under the fridge, you find it more than, less than five days later, it's a good hot dog. It's, yeah, it's, because it's got enough crap in it. Stuff on it, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, not working with a lot there. You know, the, 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 Not a lot there to go bad. <laughs> the stuff that it rolled, that rolls in it is actually more nutritious the, than what's in it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it just picks up nutrition. Yes. But the fried bologna sandwich, against the perfect hot dog and the fried bologna sandwich, uh, I went with the fried bologna sandwich. Because, again, that... A fried bologna sandwich. You can, you, you know, there is more, more can go wrong with the fried bologna sandwich, and it did here. Oh yeah, like absolutely. You, you had the chance to not screw it up. There was more skill involved with the fried bologna sandwich, and he fell anyway. Yeah, and he burned the f out of it. It was when he took those out of the pan, they were they were black basically. Not that the hot dogs were any better, because um, they I think got a little uh, burnt too, but. Some people like them that way and whatever. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't eat fried bologna. I don't eat hot dogs. So, but I don't know how burning bologna would be. Like, it just seems unnecessary. Um, yeah, nobody, I, bur I nobody burns a bologna sandwich. Like, nobody wants a burnt bologna sandwich. Some people like a burning hot dog. Nobody likes burnt bologna. Right. Except Jack. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's a toss up here. It's really close. Also, the fried bologna. I went with the fried bologna simply because you. Pink Chicken here, ladies and gentlemen, did excellent video detective work. That's where she started coming into her own as a Cooking with Jack forensic analyst. I, I don't know if you remember that podcast, folks, but since this is kind of like our this is kind of like our look back clip show episode as well as our brackets. If you remember with the fried bologna episode, she was convinced she's like that sandwich doesn't look right, and we rewound and rewound and rewound, and she's looking and she's like, oh my god. He's eating all four sandwiches. Yeah, he he, he double stacked them. Yes. Yeah, because I don't think Tammy was going to eat any of that, which I don't blame her one bit because it was terrible. No, he burnt the he burnt the hot dog and he did something weird with the pickle and it was just awful. Yeah. So he he made it look like he was just taking a little bite of the sandwich, but he stacked the sandwiches. And he did it, and he pressed them down so hard so that it looked like one half of sandwich. But what he was really eating... It was like a triple-decker or oh, something. Yeah, he, it was like a club sandwich. Yeah. It was like a fried bologna club, club sandwich. sandwich. yes. Which I'm surprised he didn't actually just admit to. Like, hey guys, I made a fried bologna club sandwich. Watch this. You can actually hear my arteries harden with every bite. Ah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh... But I think the... the for dessert, Jack Jr. is going to rip a lamp cord out and give you 25,000 volts until the paramedics come. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that that one was really close. So it's it's up for debate. So, yeah. um, Hang on, I'm writing in. And see, Pink Chicken and I uh, came to different things here. Oh, right? yeah. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer because they're all horrifying and they're exactly. all right. It's just which one is more horrifying than the other one. If you, if you remember being a kid and your like older brother or your your, your older siblings or your older group of friends, you know when everybody first got uh, VHS VCRs, and uh, the, the you know you were in like grade school or junior high, and the high schoolers would come over at some point, and somebody would always inevitably have the Faces of Death VHS. You know, was it like an anthology of like snuff films or like little <laughs> things where they claim somebody, or it'd be like old scientific experiments on like you know space monkeys or. 
or NASA monkeys, or you'd see people getting hit on a train. You know, oh, okay. The Faces of Death that's, tape series. That's something very specific that okay. I've never heard of. <laughs> Maybe just my group of degenerates uh, that I hung out with. But this was always, well, my, my, my older neighbor boy, uh, who became my ex-brother-in-law, uh, my ex, no, I said ex-brother-in-law, because, you know, obviously, if you're buying faces of death in high school, it's, you're not going to be very socially adapted well, so sis figured that out, but only after three years of a bad marriage. Um, but ex-brother-in-law had the whole, there was like four or five of these faces of death tapes. Picking your worst Cooking with Jack episode is like picking a best faces of death tape. They're all horrifying. Yeah, I almost feel like we're kind of like, uh... Um, red letter media here picking best and the worst. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's feeling a little that to me. But um, so the next matchup is slow cooker Philly uh, cheesesteak um, versus pulled pork sandwich. Now I would say I would I would say this is like the the matchup of the technique of behind what the meat is for the sandwich. Um, what's triggering about the Philly cheesesteak is first of all you don't call it a Philly cheesesteak. It's just a cheesesteak. And if you, unless you're outside of Philadelphia, you do not call it a Philly cheesesteak. Like it's just a cheesesteak. But anyway, you don't make a Philly cheesesteak, air quote, in a slow cooker. That's not how. No, that's not how you do it. No, 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 no. I, and there's a lot of YouTubers out there that is are guilty of this crime. But so that that's why I picked that one. Um, it, I mean, the end result wasn't terrible, but it wasn't a Philly cheesesteak. Um, it, it, it was a complete miss for that. It was more like, um, what are those French beef dip sandwiches? Um, a French dip. French dip, yeah. It was more like that. You with the, yeah. with And, and it's because you're braising it. You're not... It, a a cheesesteak is chopped, fried, cheese on top, etc. The pulled pork sandwich was made with that new wave oven, like we went on the tangent about earlier. And the pork that was... The, you said cheese on top, and I thought, oh, a reverse cheesesteak. And then I thought about one that didn't make the list. What's this reverse? Reverse cow, cowgirl salad. Oh, yes, the reverse cowgirl that salad. That was with the found chicken in the fridge, remember? Oh, on garbage day. Oh, God. <laughs> the garbage day chicken was the We didn't even make the brackets. Well, there's always next year. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely write that one in the margin. <laughs> put, put that in your seven notebook for, for next year. But um, so the pulled pork sandwich um, is with that new wave oven, which is the dome. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, I, I love infomercials, so I'll watch them all. I don't care. But um, that was the dome one. And then it was a glass dome. There's like kind of like a grill or a grate at the bottom. And um, there's like some kind of attachment that hooks into the top that I guess is supposed to work almost like an air fryer before air fryers were a thing. But um, I think what what happened here, where it went wrong, is the cut of meat that Jack used, which I think was either a pork, I think it was a pork butt, mm -hmm. but it was enormous, probably too big. I'm surprised it even fit in the new wave oven, to be honest with you, because it was huge. He didn't cook it long enough, but because of the design of that that um, new wave oven, the outside basically burned while the inside was totally raw. So what the takeaway was, and he there was a couple things he tried here. Um, it was kind of like a 
gadget review video, obviously he tried the new wave oven. Um, he tried, there was some kind of attachment to his iPhone that was supposed to measure the temperature of the meat, which failed, obviously. See, I think that gets back to his secret wish that, like, again, Jack is so clueless as to what fame is or what celebrity is, because he has no cultural training, he has no cultural exposure, he's, he's basically just a child. Like, he just thinks, well, if I get on TV, any, any level of celebrity is the same to him. You could ask Jack to be in a movie, or you could ask Jack to be in an infomercial. And in Jack's twisted mind, it's the same thing. All fame is fame. All fame is the goal. All fame is to be desired. So all of his gadget reviews, he doesn't review like freaking reviews reviews, which is to just review the products. Yeah. Right? He, that's what he does. Like, and he's very job. good at it. And very good at it. Yeah. But that's what he's doing. He's reviewing the products. He's like, look, this is my this is my job. He takes it as his profession. This is what I'm doing for you people. It's a service he provides. And he's very good at it. Jack's just doing it as that little stepladder to his fame. Well, I think I he, want to be Jack. He does I want to be it for the, the Gadget views. With Jack show. He does I want to be the, the star too. of Gadget with Jack show. Because he knows people go on YouTube to, to see, oh, does that really work? If I'm going to order it, if I'm going to spend the $45 or whatever it is on the product, does it really work? And if he knows if he gets in that YouTube picker and has the key the right keywords obviously people are going to watch the video because you you don't watch usually just one you watch a couple you do your you do your homework before you invest the money in whatever the product is so um he oh the other thing that he had jack wants to be consumed as obsessively as compulsively as he consumes Ooh, food. I think that's that's very poetic, yes. Jack wants to turn you into Jack. Jack wants you to think of his content as a box of Twinkies that you find in the back of the cupboard because it got pushed behind a whole bunch of bags of stuff, like all those rice cake bags, all those bags of rice cakes that Tammy wants you to eat, but you don't, because now you're on a new eating program, and you push them aside, <laughs> and there's a whole pack of Twinkies. But they were like a special, like a 4th of July brand that you didn't realize it, and she didn't realize what it was, and there, at 2 o'clock in the morning, Jack found it. And that's what Jack's videos are to you. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to just sit there crying, yeah. And just shoving Twinkie after Twinkie of Cooking with Jack video picked at you by the YouTube picker. Well, I, and that's how I, like, I mean, we have the same open for every episode, which is me, my narration of how I got Tom watching these videos, um, the lazy man, that is. Um, but the, I, I, I really wanted to buy that Copper Chef square pan, and that's how I found Jack. I also was looking at the air fryer. Like, I wanted to know which one was the best, blah, blah, blah. And I found Jack for that. And I was like, oh, he's got some videos here. Let's watch some of them. Oh, wow. It, it's, it's, depending on how deep you go, it gets more shocking the further back you go, I think. Because he just didn't know what he was doing. Um, like, so he initially did some redo videos for some of the stuff he did, but I don't think he even cares enough to do that these days. Like, he's just completely checked out um, of all of what he did before. Like, he, he's lost all of his personality. It seems like everything took a turn when he moved to Tennessee. But or something, yeah, something definitely has happened. I, like I said, I think... I know your personality changes as 
as you have a stroke. Like, I've heard that's a thing. Yeah. Um, because you get frustrated. You can't you can't move around the same way you do you did before. You you can't form words properly. Things like that. Um, so I, I get maybe that's part of it, but I just it it's it if you watch the old the green kitchen videos versus now, it's completely different. Completely like lack of personality. Like he's just a robot pumping out videos to keep um his minimum wage from YouTube coming in, I guess. I, I don't... He can't be making a lot of money. He, a lot of those videos don't even crack 2000 Yeah, some of his, uh, some of his weirder videos, his, his gadget videos, or his playing-with-your-food videos, they're very low-count. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so... Oh, the other... The, we're getting back to the brackets. The uh, other gadget that he reviewed in the pork sandwich. You know, I was about to apologize to our audience, but I realized that our live podcast is exact, is turning into exactly like our regular podcast. He edits a lot of it out. Yeah, this is yeah, this is exposing them to a lot. Of... <laughs> um, so anyway, so the pulled pork sandwich, the other gadget it's, he it's, had... Especially after our return from our sabbatical. <laughs> the first, we have, we have finally gotten back to our fighting weight. We have finally gotten back to our fighting weight of about a 25-minute podcast with the editing. The first three that were the first two episodes that were back on, I tried my damnedest to edit them down to under thirty-five minutes, and it was a struggle. So, so anyway, so he was using those claw grips, like they're two bear claws, bear claws or whatever. But it's for shredding meat. Nom, nom, nom. And claw. I remember specifically watching a video. An archery reference. Rest in peace, Jessica Walker. Um, with Alton Brown, and he's like. We're reviewing the most useless kitchen gadgets Sterling. that are on Sorry. <laughs> that are on Amazon. Oh yeah, and those goddamn bear claws were on there. I Which swear. he sells on his own Amazon store. Yeah, along with the stupid. Oh, remember the episode where he had the rubber where he had the, the he should have been using the gloves. Oh yeah, and he wasn't. Yeah, and he burned himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's not even get into the grape leaves episode. We'll be giving away the whole. We'll be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> you mean the poo poos? The poo poos. <laughs> Covered in gym trainer semen. <laughs> um. So we I, have two. We have one more bracket on the left hand side. What did you pick for that one? Oh, by the way, I, I, I nicknamed our conferences here because I'm like, okay, we have we have brackets, we have divisions, but I think in college basketball they have conferences. So I have named our conferences. We have the left-hand side of the page conference, and we have the right-hand conference. So to round out our left-hand conference, we have egg salad sandwich. But you didn't pick your you didn't pick your who did you pick for the the Philly cheesesteak versus the pulled pork? Oh, the pulled pork. Oh, okay, me too. All right, so that's... Uh, I, I you know I I went through our usual di uh, our usual demographic here, our usual uh, criteria, I should say. Yeah. The uh, chance of disease, pulled pork. Yeah. Um. Just overall visual disgustingness. Full work, work, yeah. Um, something that most people can do with no effort. Like Jake says, he has a new wave, and he says he's got pork shoulder in there all the time. He has no problem with it. Never undercooked. Full pork. Full pork, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Across all the criteria, probably tasty if you do it right. Jack's probably tasted like crap. Full pork. Um. So that, like, we're we're getting into uh, the egg salad versus the Julia Child tuna fish sandwich. The thing to note about both of these is mm -hmm. it's the battle of the mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> it's the battle of the mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> I would say the egg salad sandwich is weird because it's using a product called Slossa, which I had to look up and see what it actually was. 
the person that created this Lhasa, which is supposed to be um, salsa that's like coleslaw? Like, it's weird. It's it's kind of, it, I don't know. I don't think I would get it. it. I don't think it would be good. But she actually... It's like Casablanca. She this appeared, Lhasa has been shot. Yeah. The usual suspects. Yeah, so... <laughs> Movie reference. Movie reference. Anyway, she appeared on Shark You've Tank. You got that, right? You got that. You've seen Casablanca, right? No. You've never seen Casablanca? No. You know that there's a movie called Casablanca. Oh, right? yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, it involves a certain world war. Which one? Okay. Both? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Crimean War. Why get into that? <laughs> well, I know what we're doing tonight now. Um, so, yeah, so the Slasa is like coleslaw, but also um, salsa. But they, the uh, founder of Salsa, Slasa, blah. Um, appeared on Shark Tank, did not get an offer. Probably I wonder why. <laughs> did not get an offer. Um, it was like the one we just watched, the, the Harry Grabster. Oh god, that was nasty. Yeah, folks, oh, you know, <laughs> that one I think they should Google. Google Harry Grabster. <laughs> that was Shark on Tank product. The Shark Tank the on Friday, but anyway. Um, so, I don't know. Although we had more fun with the Julia Child tuna fish sandwich, uh, he found out he didn't know what the hell a, um, a cornichon, cornichon was. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was the baby corns. <laughs> like, what? Shout out, folks, and we want to make sure you're still out there. If, if anybody else knew what a cornichon was right off the bat, if anybody else has had a charcuterie plate, but even if you didn't, did you actually think that's what a baby corn was? I mean, you've seen baby corns in the supermarket. You know, they just put on, if they would get, if they're going to call it a, a cornichon, they would put that on the can. Right. So, yeah, no, it's definitely not a cornichon. Um, and, and I could see, like, putting... You, you're almost kind of making, um, like, tartar sauce, kind of. Pretty much, it. yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see Julia Child putting baby corn... Because she's a French chef. Right. Why would she put baby corns in a tuna salad? But, well, as I, as I posited during the, the podcast... It would have been... recorded on it, that, you know, if you ever look at, like, a mid-century cookbook, like, 1930s, like, pre-World War II... Tastes have changed. Tastes evolve. Uh, the big thing is gelatin. We think of gelatin as solely a sweet dessert. Not to them. They, you know, they were like, okay, gelatin. It's a, it's a blank canvas. I can make it sweet. I can make it savory. I can put hot dogs in there. Uh, da, 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 yeah, no. there's a hot thing. I'm gonna <laughs> hot dog gelatin bowl. Hot dog jello bowl. You'll, 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 it'll be amazing. Oh no. Uh, but. No. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, maybe there, maybe there was some chef. Maybe there's a, something the French do with it that you know that changes it in some way. But no. So I, I went with the tuna fish sandwich because really, yeah, I don't Even know after the whole slasa thing. I don't know. The slasa is like mm. you saw the slasa thing. He this made he also made so unique. That it was taken out of the <laughs> Cooking with Jack universe, shown to regular audiences, and they were horrified. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it could be, be swayed. I mean, they're both equally, and they they both have way too much mayonnaise in them. Also, um, he made deviled eggs out of the slasa, too. He, um, I don't know how he, how he combined it, but he put the slasa, which he must have got a free trial from, uh, I can't imagine him ordering it. Like, maybe someone sent it to him? I don't know. Um, but Maybe he was begging for a sponsorship. Yeah, like, and she was just desperate because she got kicked off of a shark tank with no nothing. Now, I'm just purely hypothesizing here. 
But can you imagine if she was as big as a grifter as he was? And he's like, Tammy, you have to believe it. This woman was on Shark Tank. She says she almost got $10 million from Mark Cuban, and she wants to partner with the Cooking with Jack show. That she spun off a riff on Jack, that she laid a light on Jack. You know, hey, I'm going to take 50% of your show. You'll take 50% of my sauce. I'll take 50% of your sauce. And then T spun that out to Tammy, and then nothing. You know, Tammy's just sitting, waiting for the check to arrive, and the Slossa woman has conned Jack like, well, you know, Jack, I'm going to need a $25,000 deposit. So, Jack, that's that's why they had to sell, like, some of the smokers in California. I just want Jack to have gone into debt to back the Slossa chick so she was going to back the barbecue and show idea. And then it just, I want Jack to have been conned by the Slossa lady. That's why she disappeared. <laughs> Well, you can still buy Slossa on their website. It looks like they're being pulled out of stores, though. Like, I was watching, I don't know, I, I late-night research doing... It looks like um, on her on her website, there's an uh, area where it shows, like, all of her Twitter interactions, and the Slossa's disappearing from shelves. Like, it's not being restocked. So that's going to tell you something. It's kind of like Jack Sauce. Like, it's, it's just... It's disappeared. I'm telling you, Slossa and Cooking with Jack's best barbecue sauce you've ever made are in some kind of pack from hell. Okay. Hello, Caps. Welcome. Welcome to the live podcast, uh, Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. So, uh, okay. We're halfway through our brackets. We are up to the right-hand side conference. Oh, God. And we're now we're in. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, the main dishes. All right. So, I, I mean... Main dishes got chunks in it. Yeah. So, we... Uh, we got the. I tried this to pick. This ain't cruel. This is slop. Slop got chunks of it. I'm trying to remember the naked gun reference here. So, I tried to pick evenly, like a beef dish, a chicken dish. Um, and the chardonnay is a... being served room temperature. <laughs> it's supposed to be served slightly chilled. Sure. Naked gun 33 and a third. I've seen that though. I don't I remember know. that reference. I watched it with you. I'm like, this is the movie reference she has to get. I, she, you were watching this, and I'm like, first of all, she's watching a movie. Second of all, she's watching this movie. Third of all, anyway. So we got the uh, McCormick bag chicken, which is the infamous. The impetus for creating pink chicken. <laughs> it is from that bag of bones and pink bloody chicken that the podcast known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man arose. <laughs> and we have that against the romantic dinner number one. Yes. Um, this is not so much the criteria for this bracket, ladies and gentlemen, is a little bit different than the brackets for other ones. This one is sentimental. <laughs> if there was no McCormick Bag Chicken episode of Cooking with Jack, there would be no Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man podcast. It's what spawned us, <laughs> what gave us our name. And Romantic Dinner Number One was our first very special episode podcast because Pink Chicken and I were supposed to go out for a romantic dinner of our own. Uh, lasts or uh, two Valentine's days ago. We both got sick as dogs. Uh, and I think there was a snowstorm that night. Uh, so we never made it out. And when we recovered, what we did instead was because it was season two, our 14th, 14th episode, episode. Yeah, so we said 14. We should do the Valentine's Day or the romantic dinner episode. He did have another romantic dinner episode too, but it was it didn't it didn't gain the notoriety of this one. Um. I don't know why. I, I just think it's because of the way he presented the dinner. I mean, not, well, what he made too, I guess, to a degree. Like, he, 
<laughs> the plates he used, he used the the tips that he he gave, like gentlemen, make sure you eat before you eat. You know what I'm talking about? And I was like, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Well, remember, because <laughs> the most important the most important aspect of any romantic dinner for the ladies is keep the receipt. Jesus Christ! She's gonna want to see it. I'm like. That doesn't just come out of your head. Did Tammy ask to see the receipt? The well, first she is time? an accountant. She's, oh, there you go. She's trying to Turn write off a little bit. Well, the one thing I I, I was questioning, um, and up until recently was, did you only leave a twenty two percent gratuity instead of the typical twenty three percent gratuity, stud? <laughs> questioning up until recently was when they were in the green kitchen in California was he married to Tammy because he that's Tammy is his second wife no yeah um they they got married in 99 so by definition those videos are like 10 to 12 years ago so yes they were Tammy was the mistress at one time uh no I don't know I don't know that much about it but um Jack's first wife abused him allegedly According to a video I, I just recently watched, she she threw an ashtray at his head. I can't imagine why. Me too. <laughs> anyway. And by ashtray, you mean Chrysler. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Anyway, so with this one, I mean, the, I think the McCormick bag chicken is much more egregious than anything in the romantic dinner, including the tips. Yep. Um, it, I mean, let's be honest, this could go all the way. And, and we're not being partial here, but it, it's a contender. Um, the next one I try to pick two uh, lazy. You picked the you picked the McCormick bag and seasoning whatever. Uh, for no, the... I actually picked romantic dinner number one. You did? Oh yes. Really? Uh huh. Okay. Hey, more sentimental uh, for, <laughs> for different reasons. Hey, I thought the pink chicken was too obvious. Okay. By the time we get through the left-hand side conference, I get to the right-hand side, and I'm like, I need to pick original choices. Um, but I also, you. the romantic dinner was just, it was a clusterfuck of a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, uh, oh, well, the, the <laughs> just for sheer comedic value, because I changed my uh, criteria with every bracket. But for this one, the goddamn cheesecake filling. <laughs> <laughs> and he dumped into the frozen pie shell and cracked that fucking He was in so half. he was so amazed by this. He went <laughs> he went to the supermarket the one day. He's like, "Holy shit, they still make it!" I, and then he took a picture of it. I I me. found it and I immediately had to call Pink Chicken. <laughs> I found it in our local supermarket. I'm like, "Oh my god, they still make it! Oh my god, it's here! I can't believe I'm holding it!" It was it was literally it was literally like bumping into a celebrity. <laughs> in the supermarket. I was actually a giddy and a little starstruck. I'm like, oh my, I, I love all of your videos. I can't believe I would run into you here in my local supermarket. <laughs> Alright, so that's fair. Um, so the next one, we, so we have a little bit of a disagreement, but that's fine. I mean, they're all awful. Um, so we have a lazy man's matchup, and there's plenty of lazy man recipes. Um, so I picked the lazy man enchiladas, which is as I, Jake, who was it, um, that said it's a cooking near Jack video? Yes. And then the Lazy Man's lasagna, which is not lasagna at all. And now that I'm thinking about this, I might want to change my pick. Ooh. Because I picked I picked the enchiladas not thinking about the cooking near Jack factor. Um, so, I, I don't know. Because the Lazy Man's lasagna is not remotely at all lasagna. It yeah, is rigatoni. It is. Uh, ooh, we 
have a soundboard. Okay. You do have a soundboard. Well, I've been resistant to this point. I didn't want to chase people. <laughs> so the the lasagna uh, Jack made for Junior's school. I, I don't. There's some kind of thing going on at the school that he made that for, and it's basically just. It's not even baked ziti. It's just ro rotini in mm -hmm. tomato sauce. Yeah. With maybe cheese on the top. I mean, having been raised can't... by Italians, I picked that one almost immediately. Anytime, okay. anytime that man touches pasta, cheese, and sauce, I, I, I go nuts. I immediately went with the lazy man's enchiladas um, because of the the technique behind it, mm -hmm. and they made a double batch, and it was awful. Like, yes. um, he now it's... for those of you out there in podcast land, I hope you're playing along because you know we did this brackets the the first annual brackets for March Sadness was kind of freeform. But I hope you realize we are establishing criteria for this for next, next year. year. Yeah. So, you know, the comedic value, the technique or lack thereof, the disgustingness of ingredients. I... These are these are little thermometers. These are little barometers by which you may gauge your own bracket. I think we should do a, a product review bracket next year. Yes. Because there, there's a lot of that out there where he just doesn't read the directions at all and it ends up biting him in the ass at the end. in the end. But... I picked the Lazy Man's enchiladas because it's nothing more than broken taco chips with with meat and sauce and cheese on it. It's not an enchilada at all. Um, but I can be swayed. I mean, I, I know you have strong feelings about the lasagna. So now thinking about it, because Jack really didn't even make this recipe, I, I could be swayed for lasagna. So I'm going to pick that one. Well, don't forget, these are the beginning brackets. You know, they, and again looking back up the bracket, looking looking downstream of this, it's going to go up against Pink Chicken or the Romantic Dinner. So it's like, eh. Okay, so then we have a Battle of the Beefs. We have Julia Child's Beef Bourguignon. Bourguignon. <laughs> and we have uh, the more recent Beef Wellington, which is allegedly Gordon Ramsay's recipe, which... Far from it. Um, the end result, both being, I, I, I like, I know it's, I, I'm going to shock you here and I'm going to say, I, I like my meat on the little bit more done side because I can't with blood like that just, mm -mm, no, I don't want to, I don't want to eat anything that's mooing. So these were very, very bloody. Oh yeah. Both of them. They were, um, I don't know, cri a borderline criminal, like that beef Wellington when he cut into it. All of the juice that ran out onto the counter was was blood, basically. Which is funny because in his past few episodes, he's been saying about hey, you gotta let the meat rest, you gotta let the, meat burn the juices or whatever. It's like Jack, we have never seen you. No, rest. he wants to bite into it as soon as it's right. done. No, no, mighty Jabba. As soon as that, <laughs> as soon as that thing comes out of the oven, we watch you burn yourself. You, you've leaked, you, you've leaked the, you've left the reactions into the videos where you literally are like burning your tongue. You tell us you're like the oh, communion so tongue, hot. yeah, <laughs> the reptilian tongue, the, the, the snake tongue, where it just un he unhinges his lower jaw and shoves it in. <laughs> it's like the Gene Simmons tongue. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so what did you? What was your pick for this? What What did you go with? Uh, I went with the beef bourguignon. Okay, me too. Okay, good. Mostly because well, the beef Wellington was mostly Pammy cooking anyway. Because she had to help him flip the thing and roll it and this and that. Uh, the beef bourguignon was just simply, they, I thought the beef was completely undercooked. Uh, and also it just looked more disgusting. Oh, the yeah. The beef wellington at least had the, uh, the pastry crust on the outside to hide most of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. The beef bourguignon just The, the beef wellington had looked more visually appealing. 
but the inside, like that inside layer where it's supposed to be like a um, mushroom kind of filling almost, mm-hmm. he really fucked that part of it up. So, I mean, I you you really could go either way here. Because it, w- it ended up just being wine mostly and burnt uh, mm-hmm. mushrooms. Also, the beef Wellington made me think of bacon explosion. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I... I don't want to say that I was sleeping with Beef Wellington, but I was dreaming about Bacon Explosion when I was filling out the bracket, but I was. Okay. I, I was cheating on Beef Wellington with Bacon Explosion. <laughs> well, we're going to have to have a word about that. But um, So then the last matchup here is Honey Garlic Pork Chops versus the Sour Cream Pork Chops. The mm. Honey Garlic Pork Chops were more recent. Yep. The Sour Cream Pork Chops were fairly recent. They were done in the Tennessee Kid kitchen i gotta say of all of the uh, of the main dishes division of and perhaps even of all of the right hand side conference uh this one was the closest i think for me really okay because he burnt the shit out of the honey garlic uh pork chops he burnt the shit out of the garlic he burnt the shit out of the honey he burnt the shit out of the pork chops but the sour cream pork chops look like vomit so (laughs) and then you know yeah again he destroyed the pork chops in both of them they're both gonna be dry as fuck um but again, I you know it's immediately done. I, I'll just spoil it right immediately. I came down to the sour cream pork chops. Okay, I did too. Only because I think the sour cream curdled, and then when he tried to mix in, he tried to thicken the sauce, and instead of like tempering it, mm-hmm. um, he just kind of dumped in the flour, and it became a little like um, like there were globs of flour floating on the top. Yes. Like it wasn't incorporated all the way. So I, I did go with sour cream pork chops too for that reason. And I think that was a collaboration video with some other YouTuber or some other chef or something. And if you watch the other video of whoever the other person was, like it looked a lot better. <laughs> um, so that rounds out that division, the main dishes. So now we're into the desserts territory. Um, this is, and we're picking now for the Sweet 16. We're going to come back around for, what I don't know, the Elite 8. What is it? What do they call it? Something like that. Anyway, so we we'll have... We'll just call it the I Refuse to Eat 8. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's the, good. The Inedible 8. Okay, so um, we have Apple Pie Cookies versus Ultimate Chocolate Chip Cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, both underdone. Both still kind of raw in the center, like not cooked all the way through. Yeah, good find on the Apple Pie Cookie. One of his least seen videos, I think, from an earlier time yep. when he was still trying, you know, seasonal videos and from still from his Cooking with Jack show. Where he had a personality. A show yeah. 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 This is a video that I don't think a lot of people did. You, you called it back in people's heads. Good callback. Good, good deep cut video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with the apple pie cookies because if you, it, it's, it's okay. It, it's okay. Like most of Jack's videos, it's okay up until a point and then it takes a turn. <laughs> and the turn is the very end um, where they come out and they're, they're raw. They, they're like the filling or whatever, the, the apple pie um, material, like that's kind of floating on the top, like just leaks out all over the pan. It just, it, it's a, a disaster. So that's what I went with for that one. Um, the ultimate chocolate chip cookie, also raw, like, and, but you have the thing that makes that one especially horrifying is you have Jack biting into the cookie, and he zooms all the way in, and you get the uh, the mmm, and and it's just like uh, it's it's 
terrifying. Like, I, I still have nightmares about it. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. We haven't talked enough about Jack's reactions. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the horrifying things, apart from the food and the poor technique. But the, the, the uh, completely inappropriate reaction Jack has, the, 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 the emotional connection Jack has to the food when he gets to eat it, is, number one, it's completely inappropriate for the food that he makes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you see somebody eat Gordon Ramsay's food, or, or like Sam the Cooking Guy's food, you're like, wow, that food must taste delicious. You look at the slop that Jack makes, and you're like, he can't be having that reaction to that food, because it doesn't taste that good. It has to taste burnt, it has to taste over-seasoned. But when you see Jack reacting to the food, his what we call his mukbang, when you see Jack's mukbang to his own shitty cooking, you realize this is just, it's its the love that he didn't get as a child in, in spoon form. Like, that's just... Yeah, there, there's actually a, I don't know, I've heard this in other circles, like where if you had food insecurity as a child, it kind of bleeds over into your adulthood unless you really, like, you know, get some kind of therapy for it. So. I mean, I, I know he's talked about in the past where um, his mom was on food stamps and things like that. So I don't, I don't know. I know he has a couple brothers and sister or whatever, but um, so you're saying that Crumble Cookie is his therapist? Possibly, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go, right, with that. we'll go with that. But anyway, so I'm moving on to the next bracket. <laughs> so I'm going with apple pie cookies. Me too. Because okay. I realize, like, even if you even if you bit into a chocolate chip cookie and it was a little raw or a little overdone well, eat, too much egg, yeah, pe- you can you forgive it because chocolate chip cookies are the pizza of dessert. You can find them, you know what I mean. You, you dig it, you know. You, you, you open up your kid's lunchbox and you see he didn't eat all of them, or there's a half-eaten one. You're gonna eat that. There's no there's no 100 wrong chocolate chip cookie. Uh, but an apple pie cookie, if you bit into that and you tasted raw dough, nope. Yeah. Nope. So well, a lot of people eat raw cookie dough anyway, so I, I yeah, there's a whole. It's forgiving. You shouldn't really because yeah. of the eggs, but whatever. Um, so, and this this comes back to what I said um, in our preview episode was: Is Aunt Myrna's party salad a dessert, or it's a war crime? <laughs> what what is it? Is it a dip? Is it a, is it a side dip? Like what is it? I mean, I thought because it's. I feel like it's it's a takeoff of ambrosia salad, which is like marshmallow, like fluff with marshmallow stuff in it. Some people put shredded carrots in it and raisins and grapes and yeah, it's like ambrosia salad, which is basically just supposed to be sweetened marshmallow fluff and fruit, and then it starts. People start like putting more and more into it. If that's the good brother, if that's the brother that the mommy and daddy want to keep. And the misshapen brother that eats the bucket of fish heads that they keep in the attic. That's Aunt Myrna's party salad. Okay. In the Ambrosia family. Okay. Aunt Myrna's party salad is the misshapen one that they can't outright kill because that's murder and all God's creatures. (laughs) But we're going to keep that chained to the rafter in the basement and feed it fish head stew. (laughs) So Aunt Myrna's party salad. The lazy man has metaphors. (laughs) Can you say metaphors? Um, so, I put that against the red velvet cake with peppermint, which is actually not cake, because he puts it in a bowl, and it's like... It's more of a parfait or a trifle. Like, liquefied. So I thought two liquidy kind of things, maybe together. I, I don't even, like I said, I don't even know if party salad is, is a dessert. I don't know what it's yeah. supposed to be. So, but, I mean, obviously, 
Aunt Myrna's outside, got outside of outside of each individual recipe, Aunt Myrna's party salad is so infamous on the internet. It is it is the it is the emblem of cooking with Jack. Yeah. Uh, more so than you know, almost almost as famous as the pink chicken. We could have been Aunt Myrna's party salad and, and the lazy man. <laughs> yeah. Had we watched that. Video Aunt Myrna first. and the and the lazy man. <laughs> yes. Aunt Myrna and party salad. <laughs> I would totally take the nickname Party Salad. Like, that's kind of like Ron White's tater salad. I would totally do Party Salad. Um, so obviously... That would be a different chapter. <laughs> obviously Aunt Myrna wins. Yeah, I might do. Um, Country Mile. It, yeah. And it blew, out, it blew out apple pie cookies, too. It, it, it's, it oh, made yeah. it right to the biggest tubers. Like, that just... Yeah. It, it is a... Uh, it, again, obscure sci-fi references, but only some people out there will get. It is the Yamato canon. It is the Star Blazers canon. Of, of assured victory. Nothing can withstand the might of Aunt Myrna's party salad. You you, know, you pull that out and like everybody's just like, you win. It's just <laughs> such an assured victory. It's yeah. just a... Um, so we got the... Ma this is the battle of the weird ingredient cakes. Um, mayonnaise cake versus chocolate sauerkraut cake. Yes. Um... I went both. With... I, I have I have actually been to enough church socials and places where I've had both of these, and essentially what they're basically... a sauerkraut cake. Yes, both of these are okay. living proof that if you put a cup of Hershey's cocoa in anything, all you taste is the cocoa. Okay. Uh, what I've been doing is I, I've been upping my nutrition game because I've been feeling a little lousy lately. So uh, Pink Chicken can attest to the fact that every morning I wake up and I make a protein shake. And essentially, we have a Vitamix blender. So into the Vitamix blender goes a cup of protein mix, uh, peanut butter or almond butter, some type of nut butter, uh, a banana, a whole banana. Well, obviously, you know, to peel off of it. Uh, and then usually whatever greens or vegetables are left in the fridge. And it really doesn't matter. I will put spring mix, baby spinach, uh, baby carrots, cucumber, squash, Whatever vegetables or whatever roughage or vegetables are left in the fridge goes right into the Vitamix. Because the Vitamix is a blender. More so than a blender, it's an outboard motor hooked up to a set of blades. It lives to destroy. All it wants to do is liquefy stuff. So I call my breakfast protein shake concoction in the morning slurm uh, from the Futurama show. And uh, I've let Pink Chicken taste the breakfast slurm on a couple of occasions. And she'll tell you, between the chocolate shake and the banana, you can put anything in this. And all you will taste is chocolate and banana. The chocolate sauerkraut cake is like that. Okay. Well, I picked the chocolate sauerkraut cake. <laughs> Although, uh, honorable mention of the mayonnaise cake, that was when Jack decided to call down Jack Jr. from his game and eat a tablespoon of, of um, mayonnaise right in front of him because he knows it, it squicks out Jack Jr. Um, but mayonnaise cake, I think... I know he's the the mayor. Again, the again the ever adaptable criteria. Like, okay, now we have to think about shitty ingredient. Now we have to about shitty technique. Now we have to think about tangential child abuse as a criteria for a cooking with Jack video the, because it happens often. The mayonnaise cake, I think, is less of a problem for me because really mayonnaise can be used in a pinch in place of oil and eggs. Yeah, it's, just, it's pre beaten egg and It's oil. just, he... It, you gotta put egg in a cake, you gotta put oil in a cake. If you mix it together before you get the cake batter in it, and before you get the cake batter in it, do the cake mix and flour, you know, that's what you get. He's a walking meme with mayonnaise, though. Like, he's kind of notorious for it, and so that's why it's kind of like... It, why would you do that? Like, unless... I mean, it would be one thing if Jack leaned into 
you He's know, the poster child for people who have used mayonnaise for romantic or other inappropriate purposes. Yes. Um, it, that it, sentence was just in my head, and I hate me too for it, folks. Um, like, it would be one thing if he leaned into the memes that one he creates. Kitchen, one, one for, for the, the bedroom. bedroom. Um, it would be one thing if he leaned into the mayonnaise for the memes. Or, it leaned into the memes for... Wait, where am I going with this? If know. he leaned into any he said of the... He leaned into the mayonnaise, and I was interested. <laughs> Leaned into the uh, <laughs> again. You're welcome. Um, leaned into the memes, like you know, oh, I'm a big doofy, you know, guy, and I'm making stuff that I can't understand, and open up the comments and allow, because at least he gets the hate watching. Like he, at least he gets the interaction from the hate watching. Jack did this to himself, as Jack He's has painted done so himself many. into a corner. He has turned people who were laughing with him into people laughing at him. People were not originally laughing at him. And then he turned it into that. He cranked up the hate because he started making fun of them back. And he started basically blocking people. He started not allowing criticism. And that is the one thing you can't do on the internet. You can't disallow criticism. That, yeah. is the, that, is the, well, that is the cardinal sin of the internet. Jack if you're found... Gonna, because again, the internet, you, we didn't ask to be here. He invited us in. It's like somebody inviting us into your house, and you know, somebody invites you in and lays out a whole course of food, and you're sitting there eating at the table, and then all of a sudden, like, they look at you and go, why the hell are you eating my food? It's like, because you threw a dinner party, dude, and you said, come, eat my food. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't say you could be here the whole night, and you're like, but you put the food out, out several courses and we're only on the second course plus i can see a pie over there so i'm pretty sure you meant for us to have dessert too well that's pies for us it's not for you and you know you start this like big thing it's like you invited us here we're here because you asked us in fact you begged you insisted we come inside we share your entire life story you share your family you share all of this with us and now you and you said that if you invited us in through youtube if you invited us in through any of these media platforms there is commentary. You expect commentary. Jack uh, existed on YouTube when there were, it was still a new platform, basically. Yes. And then better people came along and. Jack couldn't compete. Yeah, he got pushed further and further on the back burner of YouTube. So, anyway, I'm picking um, chocolate sour sauerkraut cake just because it looks like poop. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Now, see, because of our ever-changing our ever criteria, I went with mayo cake. Okay. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, it sounds like my favorite Daniel Craig movie, Layer Cake. Welcome <laughs> to the Layer Cake. Uh, and also because of the child abuse. Oh, okay. Uh, any movie, any, uh, any, 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 any Cooking with Jack video that nearly involves the death of Jack Jr. or him doing stuff really horrible to his children, eh, that kind of put it over the top for me. Okay. So then we have Tiny Tim's Plum Pudding versus Keto Rice Pudding. And I'm going to step aside here and say there's several rice puddings out there, which was a little surprising to me. Um, he did... Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have to add some kudos here to Pink Chicken for number one, finding the Tiny Tim's Plum Pudding, because I had no idea that was I out forgot there. about it, too. I, well, I don't... I'm not really interested. I blocked that out like an alien abduction, apparently. <laughs> Um, it's kind of, I guess, a riff on, um, I, I don't even know. I guess it's, like, based on something that was in a video or a movie. I, I don't know what it is. 
But, um... Again, but her research on this, ladies and gentlemen, I think deserves something from the soundboard. Oh, jeez. We'll go with clap here. I hope this isn't sarcastic clapping. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, click it five more times. I'm sure that everyone in the chat will love that. There we go. Alright. Thank you. Oh, there it is. You're pretty soft applause. Okay, well... And then the keto rice pudding, which was more recent. Um, yeah! Which... <laughs> the keto rice pudding was the, the uh, shirataki rice, which is actually um, based... That was the cute laugh sound effect. The mushroom-based rice? Oh, yeah. Product? Whatever it is? I had a, uh, I had a nightmare the other night that he used the... The keto rice pudding mushrooms in an Aunt Murdy Aunt Murda's party salad uh, sequel video. Ooh, that Aunt sounds... Murda's keto party salad. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I went with I went with the keto rice pudding because of yep. his reaction at the end. Yep. That's what sealed the deal for me. Because you know he's he's like, well, this wasn't that great. Like, but he won't admit to it. He just kind of stifles his anger at making it. Yeah, well, he almost edited it out of his complete reaction to Tiny Tim's plum pudding. That was more just him talking about Christmas crap. Yeah. Uh, the keto rice pudding was, yeah, that was that was golden because he couldn't have his reaction. He had to show something, and yeah. he did not like that. At no, all. no, and I can't imagine it would have been good. And I like to think that was one of the, that was one of the. We don't really get to talk about them enough. The videos that you know are Tammy's ideas, like yeah. the uh, reverse cowgirl chicken salad. Yeah. Uh, isn't that proper? Oh, she is wanted a cowgirl chicken salad. Cowgirl chicken salad. We call it the reverse cowgirl chicken salad. Um, the Thai chicken salad. Yes. Um, and then she, we'll I think we chicken. think that she wanted to do all of those uh, Disney yes. recipes, the Dole Whip and all that. Dole Whip. Um, so we're going to go back through again, and we're just going to pick. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was all four divisions, all two conferences, all 32 of the not-so-sweet 32. So I have church, or I'm sorry, garbage stew versus fa number one. Yep. My, okay, so I'm doing garbage stew. Please. Oh, wait, I have uh, garbage stew versus uh, ninja Gooey fa. Okay. But garbage stew with my life life. Right. All right, so then it's Zupa, for me, Zupa Toscana, or Tuscany, or Toscany. <laughs> Versus Dollar Tree Chili. Ooh, this Zuba is gonna Tuscan. be a hard one. Nope, Zuba Tuscanini. Okay. Again, vomit. Okay. Gotta, gotta get the vomit. Alright. So then we we're have... Going, we're, going, we're, we're going down to the inedible eight. Okay. Um, I have Asian Burger versus Hot Dog. Uh, I had uh, Maxi Maxi Burger versus Fried Bologna, and I got to Fried Bologna. Alright, I'm doing Hot Dog. For mine. Thus, um, I have pulled pork versus egg salad, and I gotta go pulled pork. Yeah, I went pulled pork against egg salad, and I got to egg salad. Okay. Um... Because again, vomit. Well, I can't get past the raw. The raw pork is just triggering. The raw pork never hurt anyone. Narrator's note, it's killed millions. <laughs> so I have the, the uh, McCormick bag chicken versus the Lazy Man's Lasagna, which I changed my mind. It initially was enchiladas. Yeah, I had Romantic Dinner versus Lasagna, and I came out to Lasagna, because again, that just offends me more personally. I'm going to put bag chicken for mine, because I got it. You have to. Yeah. Pink chicken picks pink chicken. Yeah, obviously. Pink Yep. Um, Nobody can interpret that in any other way than I meant to. No, it's all I'm No scissoring the tomatoes in this chat room. No, man. <laughs> Um, all right, so I have beef bourguignon versus sour cream pork chops. 
I say we are the Borg. Resistance is futile. And sour cream pork chop. Uh, well, I went with sour cream pork chop because say to home, kids. Love it. Okay, I'm gonna go sour cream pork chop too. I think. Uh, Anytime Jack gets to curdle cream sauce, you know it's a bad day. I but had, a typical day. <laughs> I had apple pie versus apple pie cookies versus Aunt Myrna's party salad, which we're not sure is a dessert. That, no, but it is the it is the wrecking ball here. Um, so I obviously went Aunt Myrna there. Oh yeah. And I have chocolate sauerkraut cake versus keto rice pudding. I think I'm gonna have to go keto rice pudding here. Absolutely. Okay. Kind of mushroom. I think it'd be sweet rice and. But then we're getting, now we're down to our inedible eight. Yeah, I think the, the, the shirataki rice would work as like a side dish. I don't think it was meant to put in anything sweet. No. You know. But Brown Boy did, and he made a horrible <laughs> video with it. Yes. I'm glad he did, because, well, we're here now. <laughs> Alright, so I have... Into the inedible eight. Uh, into the final fucking four. I have garbage stew versus Zupa Toscana, and I, I gotta go garbage stew. Yep. I'll even though Zupa Toscana probably I, I can't even well. watch Garbage Stew without wanting to dry heave. Found <laughs> <laughs> <That was> meat. <laughs> so then the I have supremacy of the found meat. I have hot dog versus pulled pork, and I gotta say I gotta go. I gotta go pulled pork. Really? Yeah. Beats out hot dog for you. I, I don't know. Ladies it's... and gentlemen, this is as stunning an upset as insert sports upset here. <laughs> I'll do that. We're gonna we're gonna put a recording of this up on uh, as one of our podcast episodes. So whenever you hear insert sports metaphor here, I'll put that in later. Okay. All right. So uh, I went uh, fried bologna versus egg salad, and uh, ooh, this one I surprised myself. I stuck with my guns and went with fried bologna. Oh, it well, beat out vomit. Look at that. Okay. Well. Um. So then, um. Let me see. Where am I at here? I have bagged chicken. The bag chicken versus the sour cream pork chop, and of course, I gotta go bag chicken. Pink chicken in the scummy bag. <laughs> chicken in the scummy bag. Yeah. Uh, I had lazy man lasagna. That's a personal epic thing. Uh, versus SCPC. Those guys are cream pork chops. Uh, and again, just from personal offensiveness, I went with lazy man lasagna. Okay. So then I have Aunt Myrna's party salad versus the keto rice pudding. Yep. Uh, that's what I had, and of course, uh, Aunt, Aunt Myrna. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that's my final four. My final four is garbage stew, pulled pork, bagged chicken, Aunt Myrna. The final found on the floor for me, final found on the floor four for me is <laughs> garbage stew, fried bologna, lazy man's lasagna, Aunt Myrna's party salad. Okay. We so... will give this, we will give an opportunity right now for, uh, if anybody wants to write in their final four, uh, into the chat for us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give everybody there a minute. Um, oh, okay, so then I can... I, I didn't fill out my bracket the entire way, but I'll go through and finish it now. You mean the four to the two? You didn't pick your biggest twosers? No, I was kind of, like, going along with it. Yeah, I, I, okay. I wanted to be swayed either way. Well, we know that we know what's going to happen on the right-hand side. Because, again, wave motion can. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. I don't even remember all the... Right, look, as of this moment, I can't even remember all the ingredients of the... Salad. Um, it, it was a mix of like stuff that would be um, in a dessert and also a side dish. Okay. Like it was. I, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it honestly. 
a, an abomination. <laughs> well, party salad is kind of like... Party salad is something really disgusting. It sounds like the technical shorthand that somebody would come up with, like uh, an EMS tech or a surgeon or somebody or, or, or a... Um, uh, what do they call it? A septic tank technician? Oh, God. A party, party salad sounds like a term for something horrendously disgusting <laughs> that people have to deal with that they don't want to think of. Like, imagine if you were in charge of a bacon plant. And at some point, all of the reducing fat, the uh, reducing plant, and at some point, the pipes get clogged. And at some point, the pipes explode. So when the reducing plant's bacon fat exhaust pipes explode unexpectedly overnight, and the morning crew has to go in, <laughs> what happened, Bob? Oh, we found another party salad, Bob. Oh, Jesus Christ, not another party salad. And the new guy, Timmy, Timmy the intern, is like, what do you mean by party salad? Well, why don't you go into exhaust room number four and check it out for yourself, Timmy? And he gets there and immediately retches. Like, <laughs> That's what we mean by party salad, Timmy. So, um, all right, well, we have one person that's responded with their final four. Uh, church chili, tuna, beef bourguignon, and the rice pudding. Mm, good choices. Yeah, good, good choices. choices. Not our choices, but I, I, I'm with those choices. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong any which way here, because they're <laughs> all food crimes. Um, so Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go back to the soundboard and give uh, Pink Chicken uh, applause, because the 32 are, we, we discussed these, but she's the one who actually, I made the bracket from a technical sense, I made the Adobe Acrobat document, but the research, the episodes, that actually made it into the bracket herself, that's all Pink Chicken, ladies and gentlemen. Slow clap. Is it not working? Oh, boo. There oh, there we go. Okay. A couple seconds delay there. <laughs> yep. Please clap. Okay, so here's who I have in my final four. Oh, did we already talk about that? Garbage stew, pulled pork, bag chicken, and Myrna. That's okay. who I have. Uh, now we're down to the final four, so... Give us your biggest twosers. Uh, for me, I had garbage stew versus pulled pork. I had to go garbage stew because I cannot watch that video. <laughs> I cannot watch that video. The the hot dogs is what does it for me. I want to I want to dry heave every time <laughs> I see that. So you had in your biggest twosers, you had garbage stew versus party salad. Yeah. And I what? didn't pick one yet. I'm I'm, I'm okay. I got it. I I I know Amerna. Okay. Is like. The, the go-to for Jack, but I, I that garbage stew, man, I can't watch that video. Well, this is, yeah, this is where it comes down to in the empirical, again, this is where the ever-shifting criteria comes down to the disgustingness of the ingredients put next to each other versus the disgustingness of the mouthfeel of the final result. Yeah. Like, if you put uh, if you put chunk pineapple and creamed corn and shredded carrots and jello in a thing and gave me a spoonful of it and said a million dollars if you can stomach this down i could probably do it I, even if you told me what's in it i could probably do it but if you gave me a big heaping or a, you know a small bowl and said um this has like rotten meat and found hot dogs and some other stuff in it could i do that no probably i'd be like i, I can't no, no, I can't. At least everything in party salad is fresh. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, oh, add, I, if I had, if I was, you know, 
if I had to save my soul, and it was between garbage stew and Aunt Myrna's, and they told me to eat garbage stew, I absolutely would die. Um, Aunt Myrna, I could probably choke it down, and it would be okay if I just, you know, maybe, because it, it would slide down your throat, maybe. <laughs> it would slide down your gullet a little bit easier than it would with hot dogs. Oh my god, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, I think we're coming to I think we're I think we're coming to a decision here. Yeah. I think the uh, even though we named it well, even though our name was kind of a spoiler, uh, Aunt Myrna's party champion, I think the uh, the winner or the ultimate loser of the Cooking with Jack March Sadness Aunt Myrna's Party Champion for Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man's official bracket, I think the winner is I, for me, it's garbage stew. Yeah, 100%. I think it's garbage stew. Yeah, yeah I think. I, 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 mean, I, I literally, I literally, we did not make our decision on the last ones. We did not make our decision on the ultimate winner, folks, until we were live here with you. And I literally thought going into this, I'm like, oh, it's that murder party salad. Oh yeah. But talking about it here, going through it, uh, I think garbage for the, stew. For the chicken, I mean, the, there's a lot of good contenders in here. You're backtracking. Don't backtrack. I know. There, but there's. Stick with it. Da, da, da. There's a lot. Of <laughs> There's a lot of contenders here. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, I can't watch that video of Garbage Stew without wanting to dry heave. Yes. Ugh. So the official Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man, uh, Aunt Myrna's party champion, March Sadness bracket winner was Garbage Stew. Garbage Stew. But there's no wrong answers here. It's open to interpretation. We like to hear your ideas and theories about what I you would pick. Fair audio Okay, we'll do it. Our official video, our official winner was Garbage Stew. Okay, what was that supposed to be? It's supposed to be fanfare. Oh, okay. There's one here marked Crow. <laughs> sure. Okay. Random. Okay. How about cheering? There, there we are. Yeah, that's, that's more correct. Garbage stew, ladies and gentlemen. So give us yours, guys. Let us, let us see in the chat. Let us see who your uh, Aunt Myrna's party champion was. Who won it all for you? Post. Uh, by the way, is it Poe, S-K, Post? Can you can you spell that out phonetically for us in the chat? Uh, Jake, if you're still hanging on with us, Jonathan, Caps, let us know of our 32 brackets that we prepared so lovingly for you guys. Uh, were you thinking the Fa? you thinking Aunt Murder's Party Salad took it all for you? Or did you, like us, in the final moments of deliberation, realize that found meat and hot dogs? Uh, or, <laughs> oh, there or, was or... turkey in it, too, I think. Oh, I don't even remember. I'm, I'm getting sick of it just now. <laughs> and I ran out of water and snacks at the 20-minute mark. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Poe po SK is saying... Um the large onions because the beef bourguignon recipe actually calls for pearl onions which is a, a different thing entirely <laughs> from the large onions that uh jack had used Ooh. um and that is definitely a cultural hate crime against the people of france yeah I, I think you can buy them frozen even if you can't buy buy them fresh I oh think, the pearl onions yeah, yeah. He, like and then just unthaw them so i don't know why he didn't do that who is that uh bird's eye Birds eye, yeah. So some one of those. Uh, Both available just as is, and in a nice light butter sauce. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't think I would want onions and butter sauce, but you know, to each his own. Everything's better in a light butter sauce. I don't know. What am I yelling? <laughs> yeah, um, beef bourguignon is is a solid choice to go for here. Um, and it did swim in its own juices rather disgustingly. But he thought it was. He it actually, he like, did it a actually good job with it. Trash compactor monster from Star Wars. Yeah. That you've never seen. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what else would have been. See, it's called Star Wars, but it's actually episode four. It's technically episode four is episode <sighs> one. Episode one is episode one. Mm -hmm. uh, she's never seen any of the episodes. No. Um, and interestingly, uh, Julia Child has two recipes on this. On uh, the picks that we oh, selected. Oh, no, the deep dive into this. Yeah. And uh, one Again, uh, the target turns plum pudding. I... That's a deep cut. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't pay attention to most of his dessert videos because it's he doesn't do them right. Like he's putting in um, what is that sweetener he uses? Oh, I don't even know. It's not stevia. I, well, I think I think the I, it's not the brand name is not stevia, but it is stevia. It is stevia. It's like a knockoff brand of stevia. Which is horrible because I've I've used stevia once in once in a while. Like you go to a diner or a restaurant and you grab the wrong packet. Because the stevia is in white, like stevia is one of the brand names. He doesn't use this one, but the stevia's brand name is Truvia. It's in a white packet, mm -hmm. so if you're not paying attention to it, you're like, oh, the white packet is sugar, the yellow packet is uh, sweet, the blue packet is. Well, and the, uh, the the other thing too is the ratio. There's a ratio, like. Oh yeah. Two tablespoons of sugar is not two tablespoons of stevia. No, stevia is like, and it's like by the hundred. Like it's one hundred. Like you're supposed to use like one hundredth of stevia compared to sugar. Like it's a tiny amount of stevia. Stevia is just so sweet. And speaking of uh, sweeteners, as far as the rice pudding, sweetener. I could have put. He has like two or three other. I want to say two other rice puddings. The first one that he did, he dumped in a bowl of sugar. I'm mm -hmm. not even kidding you. It was a, it was one of his um, plain white bowls that he has. It was like half filled with uh, sugar. Oh, while we have while we still have an audience, while we still have an audience, I want to ask this question: Does Jack's choice of flatware and some of his cooking utensils piss anybody off as much as it does me? I mean, from time immemorial, he has had this set of flatware that doesn't have a solid handle. It has, like, these two little pipes of metal. Like, his, it's a hollowed handle fork and a hollowed handle knife and a hollowed handle spoon. Oh, yeah. Floppy bowl. Floppy, yes. we fucking... Floppy bowl. <laughs> we Fuck hate... floppy bowl. Yeah, we hate What the, the hell is the purpose of that? Yeah, I, I hate that bowl. Like, are you supposed to turn the whole bowl inside out so you could scrape off every bit of batter? Is that the purpose of floppy bowl? I don't know. Um, but wait, yeah. Yeah, the, we, we hate floppy His bowl. big stupid fucking rubber oar that he uses to paddle shit. His big rubber red paddle that he uses to stir and, stuff and, with. And not only that, but like, let's, let's think about this for a little bit. How many sets of pots and pans has this man gone through in his 12 years of YouTube? What? Because he's had Rachel Ray stuff, he's had the rock pans, he had the stainless steel ones. Like, I I think I've had maybe two sets of pans my entire life. And it's like, you just buy a good set that you know is going to last, rather than replacing them every, I don't know, it seems like he's doing it every half a year. Like, again, I think it gets back to the idea that he wants to, he wants to be seen doing product reviews. Yeah, exactly. He's had as many cookware sets in two to three years as some have in a lifetime. Yeah, because only, you know, you get a set when you get married, or you get a set when you move out of your house, mm -hmm. you get a set when you move into your first apartment or whatever, and then you get a set when you get married. So you have two, and then maybe, you know, maybe you get a big stock pot and you get into cooking, like, you become a foodie, like... We had, um, the... 
with the non-stick ones with the, the black material, what is it, T-Fall or something? Yes. Um, and they just completely wore out, and that's when I went and I bought stainless steel ones. Mm -hmm. And to this day, they're still... They're still working. I'm divorced, but <laughs> now, but the the pans live on. The pans lasted longer than the marriage. <laughs> yeah, so um, oh, I I mean, yeah, that it just seems like I I, I don't know, like, it, and then he's like going to give Jack Junior his used pans. Like, what in the hell? And he doesn't have regular pot rests. Just, like, he doesn't have regular like pot rests. He has those little rubber silicone. Oh, things. like the little X's. Oh, and those silicone those silicone baking mats that he never seems to. Or, or he well doesn't, enough. and it, it has like the the little um, markings for where you place the cookies. Oh yes, because you know you need that. Really help the markings. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he ever follows them anyway, because he makes the cookies bigger than the targets. Can we just talk about what a train wreck the, the gamer video was too? Like gamer food. Oh my god, that was awful. Yeah, somewhere Jay Dig makes a good point. I just imagine that he has a garage. That he can't park either of his vehicles into because it's just filled with you know, with like, shit cooking with jack ephemera bread makers and bread bakers and cooking ware and found, found a sauce well his i mean his 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 backyard has to look like a smoker and grill junkyard yeah like there's just rows like there now has to be rows of machines and he's talking about getting more i think we we paused the video at one point and we counted was it like seven or seven. eight yeah. yeah of them and it's like okay maybe you maybe have one grill one smoker yep. or maybe you have a grill like a gas grill and like a charcoal grill because they're different flavors <laughs> but like seven what are you doing with seven different things in the backyard tammy probably wants to kill him at most three because normally you have like the one grill that you use for everyday grilling that's your burgers and dogs then you have your like sloppy grill that you have to make sauces on and stuff like that that's the one that like yeah it doesn't get cleaned that well but you never put like the fresh food on it that's always like you're always putting rolls and rolls of tin foil over it anyway mm -hmm. but that's the one where you can make a it's the one you get messy there's like the neat grill the messy grill and then the smoke like the Traeger or the Camp Chef that is, you know, that's just made for, it has, the, it has a whole different feed to for those chips or those pellets they put in it. I think they even make grills now that are part um, gas and part charcoal. Like, they yes. do both functions. I don't know, so it, you could really even guy has one of those? So we just, yeah. we just watched a video, somebody had one of those. Where you could downsize maybe two devices into one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how well they work or anything like that, but it you could downsize like i bet you if he sold off three or four of these devices he could probably <laughs> but again see this comes back to the whole this comes back to the psychological underpinnings of this is an out this is a this is a branch of his compulsive eating disorder yeah anything he can do to have an excuse to bring more food or large amounts of food or because again when you have one grill you put a big rack of ribs on it, it looks like more than enough food. Like, oh my god, how am I going to eat this? But if you have seven empty grills sitting next to one grill, well, it just doesn't look like you're cooking enough food because there's seven empty grills there. So you want to fill it up. Again, as they say, men eat to the size of the container. So that's why they always say if you buy ice cream, scoop that ice cream into a bowl because you will eat the size of the container. If you just take the spoon and start eating out of the half gallon, you will eat the half gallon. If you open the bag of chips, 
put the chips into a bowl. Because otherwise, you will subconsciously recognize the entire bag of chips as the container. But whatever, you know, you have to portion stuff out. You have to give yourself a serving. Otherwise, the container becomes the serving. Hence why Girl Scout cookies are evil. Because <laughs> if you read the side of the Girl Scout cookie box, it says Thin Mints. Serving size, two cookies. Screw that. Serving size, one, one box. Sleeve. Yeah, one sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, like same and thing. the one that comes in a single tray, it's like, at best, a row and two in the back. <laughs> God forbid there's more than anything missing than two rows. You're like, well, I have to finish this because I'm going to get stale. Yeah, I think Jack's uh, garage being the, the graveyard for all of his like product reviews is probably likely. Unless um, he takes them and, you know, returns them, donates them somewhere, you know. Question. Do you think he sold... The sauce van, the van with the full vehicle wrap that said best cooking sauces. Do you think he sold that as is? Or do you think there was a sad day when Tammy made him take that to the vehicle wrap place and get that air and get that taken off? Um, do you think they had to use the minivan with the vehicle wrap taken off of it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Would it would it affect the vehicle's trade-in value? I, I think it's just a sad thing that happened. I would be embarrassed to drive that van around town. I, and and Jack Jr., God bless you if you if your dad ever Remember, drove me to school in it. Remember, he had it when the kids were it. still young, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, and you know he was laying on the horn and just, again, the cries for attention and pathetic and desperate. <laughs> not like us folks who have been talking on a live podcast for two hours. Yeah, not at all. Nope, not, no, no, no desperate need for attention here. Jake <laughs> <laughs> said I can see Jack taking a beating on the value instead of having the rack removed. Yeah, that's the point. Like, I, I think he made Tammy handle it, Jake. I think, I think it was just like, here, you deal with it. I, I can't, I can't bear to part with it. You go trade it in. Yeah. And she had to take like a thousand dollar hit because they're like, well, if you're not gonna remove the rack, we'll have to take care of it. Well, she had to drive it that day. Like the day they got rid of it, she had to make a special appointment in the morning <laughs> where they had to drop it off at the wrap place the night before to get it heat removed, and then they, she had to pick it up and take it. Jack couldn't bear to see his baby stripped. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I love all of this. Thank you, folks, for joining us. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us on the first ever live. Oh, oh, I have to do the sound now. Yeah, yeah. Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Live podcast. So we did this as a special episode. If you guys liked it, um, please write here or write in Facebook uh, that you really liked it. Um, you know, the hardest part about doing the podcast for us is actually editing the damn thing because I'm a meticulous audio editor. I edit out the breaths. I really want this to sound the best it possibly can for you. I run it through a bunch of audio filters to take out the cat noises, the door slams, and the apartment noises. Um, so it takes us a while to get our uh, podcast up online. Not a huge amount of time, but like I said, we, we now have three in the queue. Um, but if this works for you guys, we'll we'll do this. In fact, one of our setup, one of our advantages of our setups here um, is while we're watching this, you know, we have our laptop, but we have a television in front of us that has YouTube, that has the YouTube app, the smart TV. We could be watching. We could literally do this live. We could we could review a video. Uh, we could watch what Jack puts out, and one episode we could do a recorded podcast, and one episode we could do a live podcast. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, and then the uh, the edited 
stuff will like be taken off your plate. You won't have to do as much. Well, what I could do is that one, the the edited the edited podcast, rather than trying to edit two podcasts a week, I could edit one podcast and then. Uh, like we discussed about doing like an animated version of it for YouTube. Yeah. So we could do the we could do it we could do the one video we could do one a week, but that would be edited both for Podbean as well as for YouTube. Yeah, YouTube right now, uh, well, Podbean dumps it every week. It'll dump one episode. Like you only get one episode a week. It'll dump. So if we put if we put out two in less than a seven day span, it won't upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a little unpredictable. Sometimes it it does. Sometimes it doesn't. It, I don't know what the rhyme or reason is behind it. But um, yeah, the, it was suggested to us to to put more up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is this has all been kind of a learning experiment for us. Uh, not October of 2020, but October 2019. Uh, like I said, I have a production and a post production background, and of course, Pink Chicken has an engineering a broadcast engineer background. We both ended up at the uh, NAB show in New York City, and uh, they were just experimenting with a podcast format, because that's always been television production and post-production, uh, and video post-production uh, trade show. And because of our professional backgrounds, Pink Chicken and I ended up there, and we were talking with people in the podcast industry, and we were like, we're thinking of doing a podcast. It's amazing. That was October 2019. Before the world shut down. Yeah, exactly. But we, we were talking about doing this. Yeah, it was at the Jacob Javits Center, which I guess now is being used for mass vaccin- vaccinations. We should get in line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we had the idea of do- we had the idea of doing a podcast, and it was at that time that Pink Chicken was first getting into her waves of hate against uh, Jack. And she said we could do this as the format. And we had discussed a couple different show ideas. We had some. We have friends in New York City that um, work for a media company. I won't name the media company, but we went and sat down and had lunch with them and bounced ideas off of them because they have their own successful podcast. And um, we we this came together when we you know we we just came together quicker than we thought it would, and we started putting episodes. And literally at the at the NAB show was when we ran into Podbean. We yeah, they like, actually hey, had a booth there. It was pretty cool. We were like, because I, I was like, how the hell do we distribute this thing? And they're like, well, you can put it on our platform. I'm like, okay, but we want to get it in places where people actually listen to podcasts. We're like, yeah, if you put it on our platform, it goes everywhere. It goes to Spotify, it goes to Apple, it goes to Yeah, it's uh, just an RSS Amazon. feed, basically. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great it's great to have a, some kind of GUI interface where you're like, okay, here's the upload button, here's the thing, put it here press the button and it magically does the rest. Yeah. And there's some little bits and bobs they have with us. But their dashboard's great because like I said, the dashboard is kind of the dashboard keeps us going. You know, when we look at our when we look at our statistics and we see how far this has gone, it's amazing to us. Like yeah, yeah we, we we're sure your guys we sure you guys are kind of near our in our time zone or near us, but like I said, a few weeks ago I looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute. Indonesia? In Vietnam? We've had downloads in Southeast Asia. Maybe this is somebody's VPN at work, but <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure we've had. Uh, we have regular downloads from Canada. We have uh, Australia. Um, it's it's amazing how far this has gone. So yeah, looks like the uh, the chat's saying uh, the people have spoken. They like our live format. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do this again. Yeah, uh, Pink Chicken and I will go to our conference room. Also we'll, our kitchen. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take down um, the ideas and, and see what Jack releases next week. I mean, there's got to be um, 
brisket in our future, I think. The death brisket. Oh, I think we're ending now. Uh, we just got the, uh, the... Oh, they're kicking us out. They're kicking us out of Podbean. Oh, can the, only... bar, the bar is closing. <laughs> the lights are coming on. Thank you for joining Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We'll do this again soon.